I was counting the cinder blocks. So I just told a lady on the phone, I was like, I don't know. It's like 12 cinder blocks tall. What does that mean? And she was just like, oh, that's probably about 12 feet. And then uh, after I hung up the phone with her and everything, I was like, this is not 12 feet. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes. Let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're dying to see the Suicide Squad movie. Oh, dying. Yeah, that's, that's, it's in the it's in the, the tagline. They're, they're, anyway, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Black Widow is officially going to Disney Plus, Mike. <laughs> Asterisks and theaters. Yeah, thank God. Well, thank God, though. They finally caved in to what everyone mm-hmm. has been wanting for, what, a little over a year and a half now? So, mm-hmm. you know. We got that. Modoc is getting a pretty good voice cast, and we got, we're going to talk about voice cast today and more. Yeah, I mean, uh, another week down, another week going. I feel like we're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, we're seeing lots of news of, you know, movies getting shifted and rescheduled. It's just, it's starting to feel like there's some normalcy at the end of the tunnel here. Uh, I, I mean, every, every state's been different with the vaccine rollout, but California just announced uh, that everyone above the age of 16 qualifies for a vaccine starting April 15th, I think it is. So, I mean, that's a, that's, that, that's a big threshold right there. So, I mean, if people can really, if everything can get organized, people can start getting vaccinated, uh, we might be able to hit these uh, premiere dates in the theaters, IRL, AFK, Chris. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have to yes. see if that can happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I get my second one actually on the 14th, the day before you guys open up. So mm-hmm. um, that's good. That's good to know. And then, you know, I think we're starting to see that with, uh, you know, it's not on our list today, but, um, you know, Godzilla versus Kong came out overseas. It's, I mm-hmm. think it's got made the most amount of money um, since the, the pandemic. But, you know, what's the competition really been like for them? So, you know, that's that's good to go for that. And some of this other stuff going up means, you know, we, we, we've got some normalcy, but, you know, don't get don't get too comfortable yeah, pump those brakes. But <laughs> yes. that means also spring has sprung, Mike. I mean, it's it's, it's getting warmer here. Oh yeah, more light for out. sure like, out here. Yeah, it, uh, you know, flowers are blooming. You you know what it's like in this this part of the country this time of year. So you know, it, it all feels good. Like everything's coming back to life. So thankfully, it's at the same time where we're getting out of winter and life is literally happening outside while yeah. this is going P- on. Yeah, and a little quarantine PSA to everybody out there. It might be too late since we've already been in this pandemic for uh, pretty much a year now. Uh, make sure you're routinely starting and driving your cars around, mm-hmm. uh, or you may or may not uh, discover rats inside of your vehicle chewing up your electrical lines. I learned yeah. firsthand experience over the weekend. But uh, luckily, if, if they don't get into anything uh, too important, it's a pretty easy fix. Uh, it's just a little annoying getting a tow truck. So mm-hmm. that's my PSA. If you got a car in the garage that you haven't moved in a bit and you feel like maybe you're going to have to start going back to work here in a couple weeks, uh, maybe go check and make sure that car is still working. So that's my PSA for all the folks out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's, it's like that. Um, well, they say in the winter, if you're not driving in the winter, uh, always go out and start your car up every couple days to make sure oh. you know, your <laughs> oh, battery's yeah. not dead, too. I mean, I know you guys really don't have a winter out there on the, on the West Coast like we do here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe have to dust that off a little bit and go that route. Um, 
you know, uh, this week, you know, again, we, we always start off when we kick off the corn stream. Let's kick it off and get going because we got a hell of, we got a hell of a news week uh, this week actually. Which yeah, is great. Speaking about beautiful weather, weather and the spring sprunging, uh, even um, outside of a pandemic, I would do what I always do, which is stay inside and watch mm-hmm. TV. Because a lovely uh, Chris, day to sit in the couch. Because <laughs> Chris and I are, are personified indoor cats, and uh, you know, this last year hasn't been uh, too terribly bad for us because we get to be indoors all the time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I totally lost track of the release date on this one. We talked about it on the show, which yep. is Robert Kirkman's Invincible. The comic book series has finally been adapted as an animated series on Amazon Prime, and we talked about some of the trailers that we've gotten, the huge voice cast. Uh, we have the, talked the, about it, Mike. <laughs> yes, the violence. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is uh, you don't realize really how talented the voice cast is until you actually start watching it. So uh, the the first three episodes dropped. I'm about one and a half episodes in because these are surprisingly like 45-minute episodes. I thought for an animation, this would easily clock in at like 20 to maybe 30 minutes max because I was thinking of, you know, other adult kind of animated stuff even over on uh, Netflix, you know, like Castlevania clocks in usually around like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I was surprised, like you really kind of dig yourself in for a little bit while watching this show and I want to say I've been having a really great time. The writing is really on point. You know, it doesn't feel like somebody's writing for animation. It feels like somebody's writing to make the best story that they can, but the medium just happens Mm -hmm. to be animation which is perfect because that's what animation is it's a medium not a genre in in and of itself uh so i've been having a great time amazing voice cast like uh, an amazing feature for amazon prime is that x-ray view right where you hit pause and you get to see who the actors are on the screen i've been pausing this show every 10 minutes because there's a new character all the time just like oh that's that person that's that person holy crap like it's it's amazing and i think really that's the power of Robert Kirkman as well. I think, you know, he's just really, really just rose the ranks, like just cranking out like Walking Dead show after Walking Dead show after Walking Dead show. And, you know, I know there are other people involved as well, but, you know, Walking Dead at at its inception was his uh, his baby. So I think he just has so much like cachet out here in Hollywood that, you know, when he's when he inks a deal with a streaming service like Amazon, which has endless pools of money, they're just like, yeah, hire whoever you want. We don't care. Uh, we have the money. So it's really fun. It feels like a premium experience. Uh, But every once in a while, it seems like the animation does lag a little bit with kind of the serious tone of the story that's being told at moments. Like, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't ruin the experience at all, but sometimes you're just like, oh yeah, they kind of had to cut a little corners during this scene because there's a, there's an awesome, there's a, a, a shocking scene at the end of the first episode. Like this is the perfect type of setup where you'll want to start watching the second episode right away. So, uh, uh, you'll be like, uh, your eyes will just be like bugging out of your head at the end of the first episode. So uh, give it a watch. Those uh, red band trailers uh, that we saw, of, like the blood and guts, yeah. were real. They weren't lying. It's pretty gruesome. I don't know what this says about me. I don't know if I'm just a, a true red blooded American, but like I get entertained by gruesome violence. I don't. I don't know what that means about my psyche. But if I'm seeing viscera and guts and stuff like that, even though I'm like, oh crap. Wow, yeah. wow, that looks awful. I just can't look away. It's like a it's like a it's like a yeah. train wreck, but it's great. Train wreck in a good way. Lots of blood and guts on a train. Chris, yeah. I need to stop. I it's, someone's it's, gonna commit me here. It's fine. <laughs> so the first three episodes dropped uh on Friday, um on, on, on Amazon Prime and there are eight episodes mm-hmm. for this first season. Now, in, in case anyone doesn't know, Invincible is a comic book that started, I'm pretty sure I wanna say early two thousands. Um 
let me let me pull it up here just to make sure a uh, 2003 um and uh it is complete so i don't i've i've not got a chance to watch this yet i've i've been working on some other stuff um but you know i don't think they're, they're going to tell the entire series uh, 144 issues in 8 episodes so i'm very excited to see you know how this lines up with the the, the book and, and and that time frame it kind of goes yeah through. it's a really fun world because it's basically kind of a, a take on a dc universe you know but of robert kirkman's own invention so you kind of get thrown into the world that's already kind of been established like there's all of these different superhero teams that are already working you know they already kind of have their superman wonder woman batman equivalents that have been like working for like decades and stuff like that so it's almost kind of like picking up a comic book for the first time like in the year 2021 and there's all of this lineage behind it and you start reading it and you're just like oh there's so much backstory around this one character in this one panel uh because there's like uh decades of issues about this one character and i'm just getting like this little bit of character uh out of this little dialogue bubble so it's kind of feels like watching invincible like oh this is kind of cool like instead of like starting something from the ground up robert kirkman was just like let's just make a world that has just been around and we'll just throw people into it so it's been pretty fun yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. And we'll talk more about blood and guts here in a little bit, Mike. So, <laughs> clock, yes. clock both uh, uh, but next up, a brand new movie that landed on Netflix called Bad Trip, mm-hmm. which really entertaining. We just finished watching it before we jumped on the podcast here. Um, this is Eric Andre's prank movie. So I guess the best way to explain this is imagine like a Borat esque scenario where you have. Um, where you have your main characters who are going through a fictional story, but the fictional story plays out in front of real people, and then and then they capture their reactions. It's really really fun. It's about a it's about a road trip of two friends going from Florida to New York, and then along the way they kind of stage these uh, these uh, human interactions and get these people's. Uh, uh, take on what they're doing and it's just really really fun it's actually kind of heartwarming you know i feel like in the in the even though i really liked the borat movies they're usually trying to pull the worst out of people right you know they're trying to be like we're, we want to see if we can really show your racist face when we put like this like this brown middle eastern man in front of you trying to do wacky stuff that you don't understand but in this one it's almost like eric eric andre is like he just had a fight with his best friend and he's crying mm-hmm. and he's just going down the sidewalk trying to find somebody to confront him and then they find somebody and he's just like, oh, come on, man. I just lost my best friend. No, it's just it's funny watching these people trying to act, react to this ridiculous uh, man doing ridiculous things. But uh, stay through till the end and watch the credits because they did exactly what I wanted them to do, which I haven't ever seen in the Sasha Barra Cohen movie where they show what happens when the camera stop rolling. So like after they pull off this huge prank, where they get everybody's reaction, you know, and then the story moves on. What actually happens is somebody comes out with a clapper and says, ha ha, you guys are all in a movie. And then everyone's like, oh, they all just react. So you get to see the uh, little uh, montage of all those moments in the credits that just it's so satisfying so, to watch after you just saw the movie. So officially the cameras didn't stop rolling. It's the part after the director yells. Yes, cut. exactly. Because <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm like, what are they doing? Is it like some sort of they, they, they set them down afterwards? So that makes more yeah. sense. It's the ha ha. You know what was it? Um, what was it on Family Guy? He's like, "Hi, you just got kicked in the nuts," kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Camera. So it's like you're you're getting that satisfying moment from Punked back in the day where they come out and like, "Oh, we got you," but you get it all at the end in the credits. So uh, bad trip. I would recommend uh, that one as well over on Netflix. I think it's less than ninety minutes. Actually, it might be like eighty seven possibly. So it's a super quick watch. Give that one a go. 
And then uh, something that I wasn't expecting to do over the weekend was, I guess, congrats to the marketing department over at Amazon. I was just scrolling through my Instagram feed and I got an ad for Amazon Luna, which is something Mm -hmm. that I don't think we've ever talked about on the show necessarily, but we've talked about it just in passing in group chats and stuff, which Amazon Luna is their version of Google Stadia, video game streaming over servers, where you don't have any of the hardware yourself. You're sending commands to their server and they're sending you the feed yeah. of the video game that's uh, over there at one of their data centers. Yeah, this is the same as NVIDIA's GeForce Now, and Xbox has a version for Android um, to do their stuff. So yeah, essentially, you're just essentially getting the live feed of the video and controlling it on, on their computers pretty much. As if I, yeah. I told Mike, come play my game, and he's watching <laughs> the video. Yeah, so uh, I clicked on the I clicked on the little ad and it said, "Oh, sign up for our early access." So I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'll give it a shot." They made it really easy. I didn't really have to enter a lot of information cuz you know, I've already logged into my Amazon account, so that made things pretty simple. And then it's just like a little survey and then, you know, it takes a day or so to find out if you get access. So, uh, I got access to it and it was free for a week, so yeah, I decided to dive in. Uh, the first thing I played was just like an 8-bit side-scrolling uh, Sonic game because I was like okay if these servers can't even handle a 2d sonic game the things are just going to go bad uh really quick so i played like one level there was only one brief little hiccup but the game was still totally playable so i was like okay you know at least they got the lowest common denominator going and then i decided to play something that was a little bit more beefy which is a game i've wanted to play for a while called control i don't really know the studio that makes it but i know it was a fairly popular game um, and it's uh, it's a game about like some sort of like weird like kind of FBI esque agency that's also de- dealing with like not paranormal. I don't know if it's there something to do with other dimensions. I don't know. I didn't make it super far into the game, but this is where I experienced definitely some hiccups for sure. Uh, at some at some points it made the game a little unplayable, but most of the time I was able to move around and kind of explore the environment. I was seeing a lot of hangups when I was going like in and out of menus, which I thought was kind of interesting. So if I was trying to pull up my inventory and look around, as soon as I closed that menu, there would, it would jitter for a couple seconds and then I could get going. So I don't know exactly what kind of like compression or algorithm they're running over there. I don't know if that type of uh, interaction affects it but it looked really really good I mean the one thing that I could say is I guarantee that if I bought control for my PS4 and I and I slid the disc in and started playing it I bet fidelity is better mm-hmm. playing on my computer because I'm running off of a, a super primo Amazon server is better than my PlayStation so um, I, I you know I tried to experiment you know because I was just playing on my MacBook which is cool because not, not like my MacBook could ever play any of these games and then I tried to set it up on my iPad but it wouldn't really work because I couldn't get my PlayStation controller to connect to Luna, even though I could get my PlayStation controller to connect Bluetooth to my iPad. And it said it was connected, mm-hmm. said all signals were good, but I just couldn't get it to connect to the iPad app. And it's not even an iPad app, it's an iPad progressive web page because, you know, I, Apple doesn't want people doing game streaming it's, on there. So you have to do their special much, like browser window thing. As much as we have Apple products, I fucking hate that limitation. Like that, yeah. I mean, we can't do Luna, we can't do, um, what was the other one you said earlier? Stadia. Stadia. You can't do Xbox. So like, no, you can make a web app. I'm I, like, I do have. I do have to say though, the progressive web app went extremely smoothly. Right. Yeah. At first, it just opens up in a normal browser window, and then it says, "Oh, tap this button to you know add the shortcut to your desktop." 
and uh, or to your you know iPad desktop or whatever, and then you did that. But one thing I didn't realize with these progressive web apps on um, on iOS is when they open up, it do it doesn't open up your Safari window, and you see different tabs and like oh I can tab over to uh, yeah. Luna, and then I can tab back over you know to CNN or whatever. It opens up its own standalone window that's kind of not connected to your current browsing Safari. So it actually does feel a lot like an app experience, mm -hmm. and I had no complaints. The scrolling was smooth. Everything was really really smooth so no complaints there really it's just like they just need to get it to work just the core function of streaming a game and it seems so close it's so close it's almost there but i could not in good conscience pay for what's there right now because it's just not 100 percent now who knows maybe this early access will give them uh, additional information and they'll be able to smooth it over and honestly i can't even tell you why I decided to try this out and I didn't try out Google Google Stadia back in the day because it, it, it seems like they're roughly comparable in ideas. Because you already have, because you use Amazon every day. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, like, honestly, I, I get, yeah, that could be it. Like, I, I feel very comfortable. I will, I, I'm, I, so Mike got the beta at first, so I, I hit request access. So I got it like the next day and I haven't done anything with it, but like, I didn't have to log in to, you know, see, I just open up Amazon and boom, here it is. Like, I'm mm -hmm. like click, click Luna. So I'm like, Okay, so I'm going to give this a try um, yeah. myself, but I'm going to try with a wired connection yeah, uh, hardware give it a and see, shot. What, see what I can do on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say about maybe once every five or ten minutes I get a little pop-up in the upper right-hand corner that says, oh, connection issue. But, like, I have a pretty decent connection. I, I pull at least 200 down very easily, and yeah. I, I we don't really have internet outages over here at all. So I'm guessing it's just the persistent connection that they really rely on mm -hmm. um, that's really important. What's your ping? What's your ping, Mike? Oh, God, I don't even know what my ping is. I could yeah. check it out. I, no, it's, it's, not, it's not bad. I know no, it's I'm, not I'm, bad. I'm, it's I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're but, out literally in California where these Amazon servers are probably like <laughs> yeah, two blocks it, over. Yeah, the data doesn't have to flow too far. Uh, one thing that was kind of annoying is it's very similar UI to Amazon Prime in the way of you don't really know if you can play it until you click on it, right? Because if you're looking through Amazon Prime, you got to pay really close attention to the headers of just like, oh, is this an Amazon Prime video or is this something that they're going to charge me $4 to rent? And you're not 100% sure until you click on it. And this is very much the same way. Like, I thought I was going to be able to dip in, maybe play one of these new Far Cry games I haven't played in a while, or maybe go back and play Far Cry 2. But it's like, no, no, no. You need the extra special Ubisoft subscription. So mm. it's just like if you wanted to watch something on Showtime on Amazon Prime, you need the Showtime subscription on top of it. So really, if you're just trying it out for free, you just have to stick to the it, Luna Plus kind of section it, of games. And Luna Plus, it's only at, what, $6 a month right after the I think so. It, trial? It's, yeah, it's it, fair. Yeah. It's not, it's not absor exorbitant. And, and I think the difference is why we, I mean, I think we talked about this when Stadia first came out. You have to buy the game to play it on Stadia. So you'd mm -hmm. have to, like, shell out. If you want to play Control, 40 to $60 to play uh, Control rather than just jump in and be like, because I, I think, you know, I think having this, if you had to, like, okay, Mike, you can do this for $40. You had a game you really want to play, $50. You have to buy that game, or you can join our package for, like, $15 mm -hmm. a month, play it, and then cancel that package if you don't want it. Like, I think that's why Amazon's a little better. Like, even if, you know, if you wanted to try this Amazon, the Ubisoft, maybe you got, like, free code for a, month, a week or something. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'd try free code, but, like, buying a whole game is, like, and then not having it if that service goes away 
it's kind of like a you know a nightmare for for, yeah. for digital media. But even even with these little hiccups, even if yeah. Amazon can't pull it off, and technically Google City is not dead yet, even though they're having some de- game development issues, even if Google doesn't pull it off, this is going to be the future at some point in time, right? Just like CDs uh, turned into streaming, just like uh, DVDs and Blu-rays turned into streaming, eventually the data is going to catch up to video games, and this will undoubtedly be the future who knows if uh, if the consoles are going to be able to pull it off what is exactly going to happen but it's going to be game streaming like it you know the disc drives are already coming off all of the all of the consoles eventually um and so it's whether or not you won't even know it's going to be happening in the background sometimes you're going to pull up your console you're going to like go bam i want to play uh mortal Kombat 14 right now mm. uh i don't know what's happening in the background maybe it's downloading packets or not maybe it's streaming directly from the server maybe it's doing a little bit of both you know Maybe it's just pulling some graphical information and then I'm streaming a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so maybe it's a mixture of both to kind of save on hard drive space. But this will undoubtedly be the future uh, in some aspect at some point in time. So if you want to just kind of experience it a little bit ahead of time, uh, I guess go sign up for the Amazon Luna beta. You just mm-hmm. Google it. I don't know what the URL is. Yeah, if you just type in Luna. You'll, you'll probably be the yeah. first one Amazon. But, will own but that. Chris... Before before yeah. Mortal Kombat 14 eventually yeah, yeah. comes out into the universe, so can you tell these people about Mortal Kombat 11? Yes. So, um, because we have a new Mortal Kombat movie coming out next month, um, you know my renewed interest in the Mortal Kombat franchise is at an all time high. And what's cool is, um, you know, Mortal Kombat 11 has been out two years, but they finally released. You know, they've been releasing DLC very consistently, and they'll do so up until the next game. But they put it all in a little package called the Ultimate Edition. And I was able to, to snag that online pretty pretty fair price and played it with a friend of the show, Quentin Parker, on Friday. Um, and what I found is I suck with all the new characters, um, <laughs> but I'm really, really good with the classic characters because, you know, growing up, Mortal Kombat, I had, a, I had a Sega Genesis. I did not have a Super Nintendo. So my, um, I, you know, what games would you get for a Genesis, right? Well, Mortal Kombat was a staple franchise. So I had Mortal Kombat 1. And despite my grandmother's protest, we would always take it over to her house when we had to stay there and play Mortal Kombat for, for hours on end. I don't think I ever got a fatality in that game, ever, um, <laughs> growing up. But then, you know, Mortal Kombat 2, 3. Uh, did you ever play the Mortal Kombat trilogy uh, at all, Mike? Um, oh, no. I, I've never really been a big um, uh-huh. uh, fighting game type of person unless it's Smash. Yeah, I, and, and, and that's I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm much of one either, but, like, that was my jam. So we had Trilogy actually for PC. It was like one of the first like higher, it's not a high-end PC game, but it was like a, a very encompassing PC game. And ever since then, you know, I've, I've, I've dabbled in like Deadly Alliance and the other games, you know, here and there and had a really good time. Um, but, you know, I did, I skipped on, I played 10 on my brother-in-law's, um, I borrowed his for a while, but I, I skipped 11 until now we got to play it. And what's really cool is Mortal Kombat is one of those franchises. Like right now we're dealing with, um, the, the 11 deals with time travel. So you're dealing with like, classic versions from Mortal Kombat 1 versions of your characters and also these new ones 25 years later because in-game time is the same amount as real-world time so that's kind of kind of fun but the other fun fact about Mortal Kombat is they can take characters from other franchises or properties and just throw them in there and not have to explain to you why they're in there right like it's a fighting game so Ooh. I've got we've got Rambo we've got the Terminator <laughs> we've got Spawn um, I'm, I'm trying to think there's uh, the Joker is in here, right? Because what's, what's a 
a DC game without a your Warner Brothers <laughs> well, game without the Joker. <laughs> Unlike uh, Super Smash Brothers, it's not the anime Joker from that one anime that I don't uh, know what it is. Oh, oh the, the game Persona uh, is it Persona? Or Persona, something? Yeah, yeah, it's it's ma- it's a uh, DC Joker. Yeah, DC Joker and, and <laughs> the yeah, laughing clown. Exactly, and you know, and WB owns the Mortal Kombat franchise, um, so that's why you know they can put it on HBO Max. But also, they made was it the Injustice games, which I, I enjoyed. They're Mortal Kombat kind of based games. So Injustice, and then the uh, was it Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe uh, way back in tw- uh, 2010 or, or mm-hmm. 2009 even. So uh, Mortal Kombat 11 has been really fun. I just started the story mode today. Um, they have a, a what we'll call a, a next gen upgrade, I guess a 4K pack. So on my Xbox X, I can literally just throw. I, I click download 4K assets, and it's like okay, next next time you log in, you're gonna be playing the the high def version of this game. So nice. um, been really fun. I, I think it's fun. it's it's brutal. It's it's gory. You know they have these moves where you just pull the triggers when you're at low health, and, and if you connect, it's called like a, I don't know, like a fatal blow or something like that. And it doesn't really kill the other person, but like, it's gory as hell. There's blood splatters. There's you know knives going in the skulls. Like you're taking like it, it's not realistic, but because you're taking damage that would kill someone, right? Like like scorpions like little blades through the face, but then like then you're just back up fighting the next round. Like you're not you're not missing your face. It's fun because they embrace the brutality of this, but it's also. Eh, it's not realistic, but you know it's Mortal Kombat. What what can you do? Mm-hmm. And then um and then I found out if you, in, there's in game currency like when you you play more you get like the, the in game currency whatever. Uh, you can buy easy fatalities. So like holding like left trigger and pressing the button will do a fatality. So you don't have to memorize all those other ones, mm-hmm. uh, which has been fun because you know. I got to use a couple of those against a friend of the show, Quentin Parker. And he wasn't too happy, but you know, <laughs> me too. it's fun. It's fun time. Now he had a good time. We had a really good time playing that um, on, on Friday. Uh, let's, let's, let's flip the script a little bit, Mike. Let's jump into the corn feast here because uh, oh, yeah, we, ate we haven't things. done this in a minute. Yeah. We haven't done yeah. this in a, in a hot minute. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I was uh, at a, at the store over the weekend and, you know, wandered into the holiday candy section and uh, lo and behold, found the lemon Kit Kats. And, um, and, and, and is, you bought the big bag of these, right? So yeah, uh, I, I guess big is subjective. Be, it, it doesn't feel very big <laughs> because I bought you, you know those um, tubes that like uh, candy cane shaped at Christmas time with the kisses. Uh-huh. In it? I bought mm-hmm. one of those with like five of these in it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, man, you're definitely going to want more than five because these yeah. are banging. These are so good. Uh, uh, I love the the crisp tartness of the lemon. And uh, I, as everybody already knows, we already like Kit Kats. Uh, these are great. These are wonderful. Uh, almost to go as far as to say they're refreshing because of all the citrus. But to flip the script, I understand some people might hate these things, like my wife, because she already doesn't like wafer-based candies. So Kit Kats are off the table for her entirely. <laughs> and she doesn't like lemon-based desserts either. So I was like, are you sure you don't want one? She's like, no. Two so I don't have to sh- should make a right. I don't yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to share these at all. So that's very great. Uh, did you dump, jump into your uh, I, your uh, candy cane yet? I did not um, because I got it whenever before we were doing some stuff around the house, some outside stuff this weekend. But I did end up buying um, some other stuff. We'll talk about it here in a little bit, though. I haven't, yeah. I haven't got into it yet. But that's good to know that you're that you're in love with them, and but your yeah. wife isn't. You didn't yeah. even really give me that that tip. So now, <laughs> yeah, now, and these, now I'm excited. And, yeah, and these are the U.S. based Hershey Kit Kats, not like the Nestle ones that are over in Japan. They they've probably had lemon Kit Kats for like decades or centuries already. Uh, we're just getting these new flavors in the last couple of years. Uh, and I was trying to find their discounted candy because back in February I missed the raspberry Kit Kats, which they've been releasing. I think for maybe about a year or oh. two now. Those those are really really good. I love those. Yeah, yeah. We got I got I got a package of those, and then um, 
um, we were like, then everyone at my work, I think they had some. They really enjoyed them as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so those are great. So we obviously know you come to the Superhero Slate podcast to hear us talk about snacks. So mm-hmm. next up, uh, Pepsi Mango is back. I didn't realize it. It came out a few years ago, but now it's back and here to so, stay. I didn't know I, it was back. I didn't know it left. I, that, yeah. That's I <laughs> yeah, so now it's here to stay. And uh, I uh, I got the, the zero version of it because I'm a, a no sugar boy over here. So the mm-hmm. Pepsi Mango Zero is delicious i drink it while i watch the first episode of invincible mm-hmm. and i had a great time so pepsi mango zero uh i think should be right up your alley if you like mango it, it, there is a diet coke mango out there that i would say it's comparable but since pepsi kind of has more of a sweeter edge to it in general you get even more sweetness to it so it could be clawing maybe to some people but i really enjoyed it so pepsi mango zero and that's what i was uh, nibbling on this weekend yeah. chris i um uh, I, I don't like i don't like mango so i don't think i'm gonna i'll, I'll try one but I, i'm not looking forward to it if i'm gonna be well that's all we you. ask chris we yeah. just ask that you try. i'll try i'll try it so instead i went the other way and i saw today uh, the um strawberry ice cream hershey kisses <laughs> and uh, most people, uh, whether you like it or know it in the show or not, I don't like chocolate as much. Uh, I, you know, I, I will do the Kit Kats. I love the extra flavors. But, you know, when it's pure chocolate or, or way heavily in chocolate, I just don't dig it. It's not my thing. So I always go for the white chocolate candies, right? Like, uh, And strawberry ice cream kisses are perfect. They taste like strawberry, like, you know, like the Nesquik powder so mm-hmm. much. They have little crunchies in them you know like the can the um candy cane kisses do mm-hmm. like little, so they have something there that's like strawberry flavored little sugar crystals so you're getting a little texture in there as well uh they all come with little ice cream cones on the wrappers i showed you they they're just <laughs> fun they they really embrace you know the start of spring and summer where you're gonna get ice cream i could totally see um i was um Dairy Queen embracing like a, a strawberry ice cream kisses blizzard and, and just oh. throwing chunks of this in there completely. So you can't turn the marketing po- part off of your brain, Chris. I cannot. But I mean, I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, this would be good. You know what would go good with this strawberry ice cream kisses? Real ice cream, like real strawberry <laughs> ice cream. So, you know, if not, they don't, maybe I'll throw some in a blender and mix it up. But if you're looking for something a little a little sweeter, a little, little non chocolatey, um, I, I totally recommend these strawberry ice cream kisses. I, I had like probably 10 before we hopped on the show. I'm just <laughs> mounting them down. And then I had to chase them with celery just in case. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not overdoing oh, it here. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't mix them together. All right. So we're here. We, we talk about superhero movies and new stuff. We're not just talking about stuff we saw and stuff we ate, but you know, sometimes we do, but let's jump into this. First biggest news over the weekend is San Diego comic-con is coming back to town. Mike, um, they're keeping their virtual event. But they're having an in-person event. The third, Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving this yes. year. Yes, so. big, big, big asterisks for sure because I knew that this was kind of officially announced because I follow San Diego Comic Con on Twitter and I just saw a lot of clarification tweets after this kind of hit the news cycle. Just they're like, okay, everybody, we're glad you're excited, but this is not Comic Con proper. This is yeah. just going to be like a little thing that happens over the weekend, a much lower capacity and. As, as far as I know, they haven't even really announced exactly what it's going to be. It's so a special I feel like it, edition. It's the Snyder yeah. Cut of, of, of comic. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be the full convention floor, if it's just going to be a couple of uh, panels. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're going to like take it back to their roots and really make sure there's lots of just comic book stuff in general. But uh, maybe I'll go. I don't know. It sounds like it could possibly be easier to get badges for it since it's going to mm-hmm. be 
much smaller, shorter event, so there's less incentive it, to fly in from other parts of the world to go to it. Oh, well, Thanksgiving travel is just a nightmare to begin with, right? Everyone's oh, trying yeah. to go home. That's that's right. Yeah, it's like, oh, sorry, I got to leave dinner now. I got to make it to this this special Comic-Con event. But uh, up here in L.A., I'm only about like a two, two and a half hour drive, depending mm-hmm. on traffic down there. So, I, you know, I could pop in and check it out and then, then drive back home the same night. I've done that before for regular Comic-Con. So uh, who knows? I, I have a feeling I'm going to be too full and swollen of turkey and bird to make it down to San Diego, but we'll keep an eye on this. I I would be surprised if there's any big announcements, but you know, who knows? Uh, Maybe uh, they'll partner with some sort of uh, media yeah, and we'll they, get something out of it. They they could. I I think you know here you know there's two days. I don't know maybe what their lottery situation is going to be like this year. If, if they're going to have to really really, you know, strip that back a little bit. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep this on the ears. But like it just popped up what yesterday I think. Uh, they were like we're doing a special edition comic on. I'm like that's weird. Um, but yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. If you want to go, yeah. When you, when you got to go, you got to go, man. So yeah, this would be like. But maybe like six, seven weeks after New York Comic Con, so mm-hmm. the uh, the news announcement kind of load, if you will, might be blown yeah. uh, in in New York or, before this one rolls around. If they even do conventions ever again, uh, <laughs> like like if they ever start doing like because yeah. I mean because November mm-hmm. was like I mean it was maybe November December when they did the the Marvel one right the Disney Plus panel where we got mm-hmm. like all the news we could ever want. And this is also uh, two weeks before C2E2 this year. Um, this weekend was actually supposed to be the weekend for regular C2E2, but they moved it to December 11th. So it's really weird they're pushing all the Comic-Cons to, to winter this year. <laughs> but but we'll, we'll see how that, that goes. Uh, speaking of the Snyder Cut there, when I tried to drop that joke in there, um, <laughs> the Justice is Grey edition uh, of the Snyder Cut is now available on HBO Max. Uh, this is the black and white version, and I'm going to be honest. I saw the preview of this, and you know, as someone who who went to film school and trying to watch it from a technical point of view, this is a piss poor version of a black and white film. Ooh, uh, shots fired! And it, it's literally like black and white. Like when I think of like those are the blood and chrome edition. Not bl- I see blood and chrome. It's the the black and chrome edition of mm-hmm. of a. Uh, you know the other ones it's supposed to like make things like black and white isn't supposed to be just gray all over like this is literally a very very muddied palette of black and white and i included the preview here that i actually saw where i can't see what's going on in a lot of this because the contrast is way too turned up for a lot of it um you know certain things don't pop as they sh- they should when they have color or like if they're supposed to be like whiter in the focus of attention you don't see it and i'm going to call the the scene of lois lane at the Superman statue, you know, that scene, because it, it, the background is almost as bright as she is. So it's hard to see where your eyes supposed to look. Is it supposed to look at the dark blacks and negative space of her jacket uh, or the lights behind her? And I'm just really, really thoroughly not impressed with this so far. Um, because yeah, the I mean, other version is, is, is nicer to look at. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with making a modern film black and white, but you know, you just know that this was never intended to be black and white. It's not like Zack Snyder sat down, started like, you know, putting note cards up on the wall, you know, plotting out uh, Justice League. And he was just like, oh, yeah, this I really feel like this should be black and white. This honestly just seems like a, a DVD um, bonus feature, right? A Blu-ray bonus feature that you might have gotten, but instead mm-hmm. it's on HBO Max. So now they get at least another day of news cycle out of it. Like <laughs> this is like really the last hurrah, I feel like, of the Justice well- League until like an executive over there kind of hints that they might be developing if, something if you scroll down literally the next tweet in the, like the the previous tweet from the, the snyder cut uh you know 
feed is the color version of the trailer. And I'm like, oh, I can see what that is. But for a movie that focuses so much on fire and the color orange for the villain, this preview literally <laughs> cuts all of that out in black and white. We now have three different color graded versions of this movie. <laughs> we have the Joss Whedon bright colored version, the Snyder desaturated version, and now he went yeah. full desaturated, which I know technically black and white movies aren't just cranking down the desaturation bar, uh, but you know, that's kind of the joke. It's like we have yeah. three different colored versions of this. That's insane. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a situation where the desaturation bar could be turned down because of how quick the turnaround was, right? Like, this movie was, was like if they were really wanted to make this feel like a proper black and white film, they would have done this in six months, right? Or three months down the road when the actual physical version comes out, because uh, this just doesn't feel like a week later. It's like, yeah, we just cranked it down and it looks muddy now. So I, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about it, but you know, there may be some people out there who really, really want to watch it and that's fine. You can watch it on HBO max. If you already got your subscription for the month. The other part of that thing, as we joked about, um, you know, this movie's uh, Zack Snyder loves his slow motion, and someone went through and tallied up how much slow motion this movie is actually there, and it is ten point three five percent of this movie is in slow motion. Chris, I just did the math. That's twenty five minutes. You could have shaved 25 minutes off of this movie uh, yep. if it wasn't all speed ramped. Now, I, I'm not saying that you should get rid of all speed ramping in, in all movies, but, like, man, I felt it. I so felt it over this four-hour cut. Um, I guess, I mean, we all could have expected it. We all saw him do it in 300. You know, I like that movie, too, and there's lots of uh, speed ramping in there. So I guess he, it's just kind of like his, uh, like Michael Bay likes his big sweeping uh, uh, circular shots. Uh, uh, Snyder just likes his speed ramping. So when that uh, zombie movie drops on Netflix here shortly, uh, keep an eye out mm. for a lot of slow motion. There were slow motion kill shots all over that. Wasn't there a slow motion shot in the trailer going through the casino with the, the oh, money sure. flying up yeah. slowly? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that did, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hundred uh, percent agree with that. So, um, if you love your slow motion, I, I, I think you know, there's there's parts of this where you take. The, I don't consider the flash scene slow motion because that's his ability, and mm. I don't think they did either. So, if you even if you take the flash in a little more consideration, you could probably see much worse. But, you know. It's fine. We beat this dead horse. We'll move on <laughs> to another dead horse we've already beat several oh, times. No. <laughs> Batman v Superman, Don of Justice. Just so everyone knows, the 4K version came out this week, and I believe it's on Blu-ray, but I believe you can stream the 4K version now on HBO Max, which is like one of maybe like five movies they have in 4K there if you have a 4K um, mm-hmm. player. Um, Mike, you upgraded your TV. You have a 4K player. Um, from, yes, I do. From I'm this. not going to watch this. <laughs> oh, you're not going to go check it out? No? Okay. Well, that's fine then. Maybe it's – I don't even know if it's the regular version. It's probably the special edition. Um, but you know, um, it's kind of a PSA. It's out there if you want to watch it, and and, and so be it. The Flash movies got some casting announcements for us. Uh, we knew that Billy Crudup would uh, not be able to film the Flash movie due to um, some uh, previous um, commitments uh, to that being things. But Ron Livingston, the main actor in Office Space, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's also been on Boardwalk Empire and a lot more other stuff lately. But everyone knows him as the main guy in Office Space. Uh, we'll be playing um, uh, his dad, um, Barry Allen's dad. Is it Henry, Henry I, Allen, I think? Yeah, I, I get him confused a little bit with the uh, with the actor who plays uh, Coach in Friday Night Lights. Uh, he plays coaches in lots of things. They kind of they have a similar vibe going on, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, that's fine. I don't it, think anybody is uh is gonna be crying over for, this one. Not not saying that they you know they hated the previous actor, but it's just like this universe is barely established as it is. Well, recast whoever you need to. He had a scene in a prison cell. Uh, that's yeah. So he he played it on the other side of the glass twice, and that was it. So, uh, not really a lot of screen time here. But they also did confirm 
um, Kiersey Clemens, who played the Irish Iris West in that very, very mm-hmm. drawn out hot dog, uh, the hot dog scene, <laughs> hot dog scene, and uh, Justice League will be, actually be returning to play Iris West. There was they didn't know if they'd bring her back or not. It wasn't anything her because she technically wasn't in the theatrical re- release, mm-hmm. so they they could recast her. But uh, they've asked her to come back, so that's 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 good for her mm-hmm. to do that. Shazam! Fury of the Gods. I'm kind of excited to to see what the Shazam sequel does. Right? Um, mm-hmm. They've cast Helen Mirren, actress Helen Mirren, as Hespera. And you might be saying, "Who is Hespera?" Uh, I yes. asked myself that question. Apparently, <laughs> she is the daughter of Atlas, um, which is the first A in the the word Shazam, because each one of those is right like a an old god. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so um, she will actually be the daughter of of Atlas and uh, a villain in this upcoming movie. So, Ooh, yeah, well, she's uh, she's no stranger to the comic book movie. She was in Red, right? Yeah, uh, which, Red, Red which too. Is, uh, that movie is so bizarre. Like, didn't that like take off like recently? Like, it was like on in the charts again, like in the recent future for oh, some what? bizarre reason. Like, people are watching this movie again. I don't know if maybe it landed on a streaming service and it was like yeah. in their top ten or something like that. But she knows how to she knows how to huh. mess around with some special effects. So I'm she shot this. guns before. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, to be completely honest, I think Red's a fun movie um, because like it's one of those popcorn thrillers, right? Like, would you remember like. What was that? Um, the shoot 'em up. You ever remember those? Like those, the uh, bullet hell movies. Like, yeah. yeah, it's got actors doing stupid stunts because you know that's what you know spy movies have evolved into. I think the first Red's fun, but not not Red Two, uh, not not at all. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know it sounds like if they're going to be dealing with um, you know the maybe the the descendants of the people who Shazam. Maybe they're the the gods that have the fury uh, in this. I don't I don't know like. All I know is I, I love the first Shazam. I love that movie. It's one of the best movies in the in the DC current universe right now, and I hope the sequel is just as good and everybody realizes how good that first one was. Yeah, exactly. And in case you guys were wondering, um, I did my research earlier on this because I was like, is, is, is Atlas even in the name Shazam? And I'm pretty sure it was. It's uh, Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. So, mm. um well, we'll definitely see what's going on with that. I, it sounds fun. I mean, Wonder Woman touched on old gods. There were some. Um, what was it? Zeus, I believe, was in the newest Justice League, right? Like, he yeah, was I at think we. Believe, I believe. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll bring that back. That back, back that same actor who played a uh, Hercules yeah. in uh, that flashback scene. And, and I think the the fun part about Shazam would be diving into the history of the character, right? Like, we mm-hmm. don't know anything about him, so. Try to get that going. Um, and definitely do it better than Wonder Woman did with this history of this mystery rock that gave people powers. <laughs> because that, that was no fun. Uh, this is this is the meat of the, of the episode here, Mike. I'm going to be honest with you. The Suicide Squad. We got our first trailer for this film. Um, mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, I believe, right? It was on Friday. James Gunn's like on Thursday, like, trailer tomorrow. And everyone's like, oh, my God, red alert, red alert. Put down the notifications. And we got the Suicide Squad trailer, Mike. And... Um, unsurprisingly um but kind of surprisingly the first trailer they dropped is a red band trailer <laughs> yes uh, it is an r-rated film i don't know if that means every trailer i don't think every trailer is rated r just the green ones right like the mm-hmm. green ones are rated for for television stuff but they, there's not even a green band version of this trailer out there <laughs> I, I i love this trailer because it starts off you would think oh man superhero movie suicide squad coming back this full a-list uh, cast really gonna strike uh, let's have the first thing they're all in like their vacation clothes in, yeah. in like a van like, in, going in a to bus save Harley going Quinn. down to save Harley Quinn <laughs> it's so great because it's just like you see like Rick Flagg and everybody like uh, <laughs> he's wearing a toilet seat on his head is that what they said uh, no, Peacemaker was wearing Peacemaker yeah I mean they set up yeah. the dynamic of these characters so they're like yes yeah. we're on a mission but 
we're going to give you shit the whole time we're doing it. Yeah. And this is the thing that was really missing, right, from the kind of the teaser-esque trailer that we got for the Suicide Squad yeah. uh, back during, uh, what, Fandome? Yeah, it was uh, the it was HBO the, Max trailer, I guess. Kind yeah. Of thing. And uh, we, the thing that James Gunn uh, loves doing, especially with his ensemble cast, it's, it's the banter. It's the back and forth, right? And we yeah. get a bunch of that in this trailer, and it's just all great. It's all wonderful. It actually made me excited for the Suicide Squad game that's going to be coming out because I felt like a lot of that similar banter was in that game trailer as mm-hmm. well. So it seems like this kind of new reboot of the Suicide Squad just all over the place in video games and movies is going really, really well so far. Mm-hmm. I'm loving everything it- that I'm seeing. It just looks it just looks great it it, it does and what what's cool is i don't know if this if it's a soft reboot that's fine because they have amanda waller and rick flag returning mm-hmm. right in harley quinn um and uh, what's what's fun is you know again i get i get instant james gun vibes from this because mm-hmm. two things there's a scene where um john cena's rambling about the, the beach being a bag of dicks and he had to eat all oh, the yeah. dicks for for liberty <laughs> he would and i'm like god that's a star lord like that's a star lord rant right there right like written yeah. by james gun and then and, it, th- and th- it really shows you a little bit more about uh peacemaker too because i thought when i saw that is this dude's getting his own show so we're going to get hours and hours and hours of a character that's like that. And that made me excited. Yeah, exactly. He's not the Captain America junkie like his description would kind of tell us. Mm-hmm. Like he is. Uh, he's got personality. He's not afraid to that. Um, Idris Elba as his his character, uh, you know, the the hard ass kind of hard like black humor kind of yeah. thing was really Blood fun. Sport, right? That's Blood what he's Sport. playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there was that. But also, I believe there is two separate. There's uh, very early on in this. There is a separate team that is assembling right that has weasel and savant uh played by uh, michael rooker and um what's that the saturday night live guy's name uh, pete davidson's in there mm-hmm. i think they die early i think they're just gonna die immediately right out the gate <laughs> well i mean yeah that's the thing that you gotta do right whether or not david Ayer's suicide squad uh, and don't even talk to me about the air cut yeah yeah you know, what if you want to say it was good or bad the one thing that you do have to establish to the audience is that these people are expendable that is yeah. the whole point of the suicide squad and that's why um who is the who's the grappling guy what's his uh, name uh, that blew up slipknot yeah slipknot he's so like throws a rope and tries to go away i'm like okay yeah yeah that's it. a weird way to kind of the whole scene was kind of odd in general but yeah you got to show some of them dying to kind of set the mm-hmm. tone and the scale uh, of the film uh, so yeah, somebody's dying. Who's yeah, it gonna and, be? <laughs> and none of those people are in the later team or the later shot. So I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that whole team is gonna totally get wiped. I think Rick Flag's <laughs> yeah. the one who makes that alive, or they all try to run. I, I don't know. There's something there. Not or, King Shark. I think King Shark. He's gonna be around for a while. Well, he, he wasn't. He was. Stay. Well, he wasn't in that first shot with that that initial team there. But he'll be later. Now I think the 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 whole thing here. I'm gonna we'll talk about King Shark in a second. Is mm. maybe they're not killed. Maybe they're going up against this villain who is Starro and maybe they get controlled by little Starro spores and come back as villains or or people they have to kill or fight later in the film. Oh, maybe. I mean, we kind of talked about the idea of maybe one of these uh, spores gets on a hero, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe we get to see, maybe it's, Maybe it's nobody quite the caliber of like Batman or Superman right. that will make a cameo in the movie, but that would be cool if we got to see a legit like DC hero. Like maybe it's like Power Girl or something like that. Somebody yeah. that hasn't been introduced yet, you know, kind of gets controlled and they have to beat somebody like that up. That would yeah. be that would be a fun twist at the end. Yeah, but at the same time, we also get literally the large kaiju version of Starro in this as well. Like mm-hmm. breaking out, looks to be in Cuba possibly. 
Um, I didn't I didn't know this, but Starro was the uh, the first villain of the original Justice League when they got together in there for the first time. Yeah, oh, um, right. And he may look like a large like starfish with an eye in it, but like he is apparently a very dangerous villain because his little spores attach to people's faces and they become under his control, kind of thing, like a hive mind, which is crazy. So I'm like, if you're gonna let James Gunn have anything, and you let, he asked for Starro and the Suicide Squad, you give it to him. You let him, you mm-hmm. let him have it. Um. But lastly, we got King Shark, and surprise, surprise, it's not Taika Waititi doing his voice. It's Sylvester Stallone <laughs> doing King Shark's voice. And he is fun. He rips a dude literally in half, uh, like like an anti-Aquaman, because the waves were <laughs> crashing behind him. He, uh, what does he say? He said numbs, and then just eats a dude. Like, I thought they were going to cut when he, like, pulled the guy back but they he's like <laughs> the, they like four or five bites out of it's him. the red band trailer man yeah. and this is totally james gunn mo for just kind of going through the roster of uh just actors that he loved probably when he was a kid he's just like you mean i can put sylvester stallone well, in my movie again so, so yeah Stallone <laughs> was in guardians too as as, yeah. a, as a ravager so he's like he's got a working because uh stallone and um the guy who played so Michael Rooker, like I said, we're both in Cliffhanger. So mm. he's like, oh, I can, if I can get Stallone back, hey, 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 Sly, go go stand in a voice booth for us yeah. for a little bit. You know, maybe may, we briefly talked about that Cliffhanger reboot. Maybe James Gunn will get to make it. Or maybe oh, he'll yeah. executive produce it or something it, like that. Exactly, he's got the ties <laughs> in here. But this, this trailer, he obviously likes it. <laughs> it, it yeah, he, he loves the actors in it. That's for sure. Uh, but this trailer was really fun. It was surprising. Um, you know, again, I think there's going to be a lot of great action, a lot of a lot of humor in here, right? The characters look fun. They they really have that that quippy dialogue, and that's mm-hmm. that's really a, a solid James Gunn piece. And I feel we're going to get a movie that he wants to make, not one that WB is going to come in and tr- kind of take over here at the mm-hmm. last minute. So. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any much else to say, but man, I was blown away by how cool this was, how fun it was. Yeah, I saw a cool little tidbit that, that people were asking James Gunn on Twitter why King Shark's design has changed from the comic books because he's more of a hammerhead shark in the comic books. And he was just like, oh, we tried that, but his eyes are too far apart and you can't tell who he's looking at in the scene. So we had to redesign him. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like, you know, yeah, we're trying different things. We're seeing what works and we're, uh, we're well, testing. Well, it's, it's funny because my wife's nowhere connected to all the stuff that we are, but King Shark, she's talking to her. Oh, he's from the Harley Quinn TV show. And he has the great white shark design in there as well, not the hammerhead mm-hmm. shark. So, um, kind of fun to pull there. And my, my wife was, I was very proud of her for pulling that one out. I'm like, oh, yeah, you remember <laughs> from that show? Because I think that show, it doesn't get enough credit. It is funny. If you have HBO Max, you should go watch it. Um, but, you know, I, I feel, um, you know, Harley, I don't think Harley's got a different voice than she did in Birds of Prey. I don't know if her tone was different. Nothing, nothing against her, but I, I feel like she was a little different. But, um, I'm very excited for this 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 movie. Mm-hmm. If I if I could be honest, uh, looks fun. Looks really fun. Uh, Batwoman, the TV show. Uh, they um, Kate Kane, who was played by Ruby Rose in season one, was recast by uh, Javisha Leslie right in season two, mm-hmm. um, and she was not coming back to the show. There was talks of producers being upset with her. She had a bad back injury, so on and so forth. It's mutual, whatever. Well, now they're bringing the the character Kate Kane back into the show. Uh, and they've recast her with the character, uh, with the actress Wallace Day, um, because she quote unquote had profound surgery after a plane crash, so that's why she looks different now. I'm like, <laughs> I like 
this is really, really a roundabout way of like saying we didn't want to bring Ruby Rose back. Also, uh, it's it, that's really strange because I'm not familiar with the with the actress Wallace Day. So I, I looked her up here, and the, of course, the first like articles that you see a lot of side by sh- side by side shots of her and Ruby Rose, and she looks kind of already like Ruby Rose. They have yeah. similar face structure and everything. I don't even think you need to write anything into your story yeah. about them looking different at all. I think this they look totally fine. Like no, like anyone who's like a really big nerd of the show already kind of knows what's going on. So you don't need to explain it with like a plane crash. You could just do like a one-off. You could do like a one-off line of like, Oh, did you get like a haircut? You look a little different and then you just move along. The the plane crash was how they got rid of Kate Kane to begin with at the end of the season. And they were like, is she dead? Is she alive? We don't know. And so no one knew they were even going to bring her back, but they, they brought her back with this actress and, dramatic face surgery i'm like good lord this is this is very dramatic for this this show but you know if people are watching and yeah we were talking about the cw before we jumped on there if they've got their shows and they've got their their ideas down let them let them run with it man if it's working for them and they're getting their numbers they need to so um good for them this news is for you mike this news was written specifically for for you ghost of shushima that game you've been playing Mm -hmm. chad stelhesky who is the the creator of the John Wickiverse, uh, writer and director, will helm the Ghost of Tsushima film for Sony Pictures. Ooh, this is this is very interesting because if you play the game, heavily, heavily, heavily influenced by classic samurai movies, they literally have a game mode called the Kurosawa mode where everything goes black and white, the audio goes through a filter, everything looks uh, like you're playing an old school Japanese flick. And uh, the story's great, too. I mean, they took their time to really develop a really compelling story. And I think it would it would work very well on film because it's a direct homage to uh, those old classic samurai films. So if this is a way to kind of uh, make a new version of those films, I'm all on board for it. I think it'll be really, really cool. Uh, Now, does the does the John Wick universe really come from a universe of subtlety? I don't know, and I would say kind of the the game I played was kind of very uh, very emotional. Hmm. So uh, I, well, I don't know that the John Wick universe was like a fun, could just kind of like a action thriller to me, yeah. and I don't think Ghost of Tsushima was that at all. But I'm not saying that you can't you can't do well, uh, you can't pull the, double duty out here in Hollywood. You can't do something else. The beauty of this is if they want to not break the mold, they already have a story written. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't need Chad Stileski to write the story and the action. He can just take the story and then make the action look really good on camera. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like we're going to get a lot of awesome, badass action. Um, kind of uh, like a lot of samurai games that I've played over the last couple of years. It's all just one big, uh, complicated game of rock, paper, scissors, right? You're going up against your opponent. What are about? What are they about to hit you with? Uh, select the appropriate response of whether it's like a shield or a sword or a heavy or something like that. So there's a lot, there's a lot of detail placed on combat, sword combat in this game. And there's some other stuff that kind of breaks the realism a little little bit like some smoke bombs and grenades that I don't think they would necessarily have had access to back in the day but yeah it sounds like they'll take the action and sword play of it very very seriously which is the funnest part of playing the game so I'm down for this this is exciting it's also kind of based off of real historical events too so they have a lot to pull from here from the story that you know if there's a bit in the game that doesn't quite work for like a two hour movie maybe you pull in a little bit of real history to kind of pad it out so I'm I'm excited for this I'm hoping it 
hoping Sony Pictures can pull it off because how often do we talk about a Sony Pictures movie? Mm. You know, Drake's uh, Drake. I say Uncharted. Uh, Nathan Drake. Yeah. Uncharted might be coming out. Like I know it's like right on the cusp, but you know. But, we're well, waiting. that's that's the thing. I think this is you know I think maybe this might indicate Sony's confidence in Uncharted. Um, you know, going ahead to work, like, okay, we've got another hit game on us. The Last of Us is in production, right? Um, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're taking their their hit games and like maybe we can tap into other mediums with this. And if they're happy with it and they're happy with, you know, uh, Celeski and and maybe they've got maybe they got really good writers or the game writers are writing the script. We don't know that yet. Um, it it could be a, a knock out of the park. You know, this would be the the third one that you know we feel kind of good about, right? Like the the other mm-hmm. the other two, we were like, yeah. That's yeah. good vibes. You, so you also you got to nail that cinematography. The mm. game is gorgeous, so right. the the movie's got to be just as pretty. Exactly, and I think I think you know for stylistic, I think I think John Wick has a style. When you see it, you know it's John Wick. Right? Yeah, like, there's some pretty cool shots, and when they go into some pretty cool interior locations where they mess with like lighting and structures and everything. So yeah, I think we'll we'll get something at least entertaining out of this. I think. Yeah, knock on wood. Well, we'll see. Maybe the sequel will come out when the movie comes out too, Mike, because mm-hmm. they got to be working on that. Flip-flop into the Marvel part of the podcast here. MODOK, the upcoming TV series for uh, Hulu, uh, revealed some more of its voice cast today. Uh, since we talked about great voice casts, uh, mm-hmm. it is it is added Nathan Fillion, uh, who's mm-hmm. actually in the Suicide Squad, as Wonder Man. We did not know Wonder Woman was going to be in the show. Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg will be voicing The Stand. I don't know who that is. And also Ghost, the character mm-hmm. from Ant-Man and the Lost. Um or no, she's in the standing ghost as pound cakes. I don't know who pound cakes <laughs> is. Sorry, I, I wrote these parentheses. I copied these. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, Bill Hader will be Angar the Screamer. I don't know who this is, and the leader. All right. And John Hamm uh, from Mad Men or Baby Driver is Iron Man, who will be in episode one's Iron Man. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even know Iron Man was gonna be in this. Yeah. So uh, I, I think this is. I think we're gonna see a lot of cameos in this. That's kind of it's free. It's kind of like. You know, since this is Pat Oswalt, he's going to have a little bit of free foam to, to kind of make this stuff. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully they don't – if it's good, they don't cancel after the first season. So knock on wood. Uh, in the Marvel u- universe, rarely ever do we get leaks. And what's cool mm-hmm. is these are non-spoilery leaks. We have some Phase 4 concept art that leaked on, on Ooh, the account here. Yes. Uh, and there are actually uh, three sets. The first one's here, but if you click on, um, I, I can get the other links real fast. But if you see it, we get to see some doctors, some low quality Doctor Strange. Very low quality. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What's cool is uh, you can't really see it very here, but like Doctor Strange, he has that like design on his shirt from like the comic books. It's kind of like a it, it angles down like a Y on his shirt there. Yeah, a uh, little bit. Wong seems to be have a little bit more color to him. We get our first look at maybe Clea, uh, who who would. Is rumored to be in in Doctor Strange, and then America Chavez, Baron Mordo, and look who that is—the Scarlet Witch. Finally, you know, showing up here, in in some of this stuff here. I mean, this is this is pretty good stuff here. Um, I mean, I'm I'm excited to kind of see this. I'm gonna go see if I can find the other ones because this is quite a bit down on this Marvel news, and it's a, I believe it's a um, it, it it's a Spanish or um, Portuguese speaking Twitter account. So mm-hmm. I don't know what they're saying. If I'm going to be honest with you there, I mean, that's where it, that's where these leaks always come from, right? The, these random Twitter accounts that nobody yeah. knows about. And, Oh, I found this grainy l- low quality uh, art off of the back of a cup. That's supposed to be at AMC. And I took a picture yeah. with it with my potato phone. So I'm putting it on Twitter. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to put the Miss Marvel one in here, Mike, for you. So you can take a look at that. I think, I mean, this isn't really Miss Marvel. One's not really not that surprising. I feel you get to see kind of, like some drawings and a sweatshirt and her her outfit we kind of saw on on the oh, stage yeah there. uh and then um 
the last one is the Hawkeye uh, link, which shows us uh, you know, just regular Hawkeye artwork, but also um, Kate Bishop, uh, a Lady Ronan, and then also um, Yelena Belova from the upcoming uh, Black Widow movie here. Uh, oh. Concept art for the show. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, I mean, I love Haley Steinfeld in um, in the Bumblebee movie, uh, more recently in um, Dickinson. So I'm down to see her with a uh, bow and arrow, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I'm excited to kind of see the show. They've been filming a lot of it out, out in public, so I'm excited to kind of see them pick up with Hawkeye. And I know you're not, I get, and you're not a big fan of it, but I've been playing the Avengers game. I just wrapped up Kate Bishop's story on Xbox. I'm about to kick off Hawkeye's, which is which is going to be really fun. So. Uh, one of his outfits is literally the the his main outfit is the cover from Matt Fraction's run. My life is a weapon. Mm-hmm. So fun to see the bandages on his nose and the the big target on his shirt when you're playing. Feels comic booky. Uh, speaking of Black Widow, this is this was this was it. This is what we were waiting for, Mike. This is what we've been waiting for for a while. Uh, Disney and Marvel have uh, announced that Black Widow will get a delay to July 9th. Um, release, but will be in theater and Disney Plus premiere access the same day on July 9th, which is great. Yeah. I mean, so the big question now between me and you, Chris, is uh, we have our vaccines fortunately scheduled out here. We know when we'll be fully vaccina- vaccinated, when we'll, when we'll be able to reintegrate back into society, into movie theaters. And uh-huh. by the time July, July 9th rolls around, I will be safe to go to a movie theater. I guess as safe as anybody can be out there in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think I'm going to see this in theaters, man. I, I'm, 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 I'm obviously looking for a reason to get back to normal, yeah. even though I love the idea of premiere access and being able to watch it from home in the comfort of my own home. I mean, I suppose the I, I suppose the decision's different. You know, if you have a family, if you have lots of kids, you know, you save money if you just drop thirty dollars once instead of going to the theater and dropping well, like twelve dollars per ticket. You know. Okay, so I'm going to do both, um, and I will tell you why I'm going to do both. One, I don't know what theater seating is going to look like uh, in, in in by July, right? Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about I was trying to go see Godzilla vs Kong in a theater, but they're they're putting two seats in a circle around everyone, front, back, left, and right. So how many people mm-hmm. could you theoretically fit into a screening of this movie, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not, it's not, it may not be, it may not be Friday night that I get to watch it or Thursday night if they do this early. Um, but if, you know, because what if they what if they actually did this the premiere access on a Thursday night, Mike? That'd be awesome. Um, oh yeah, I guess you could see it just uh, like everybody else at uh, midnight. Yeah, but the the beauty of this with the premiere access on top of that, because I usually go to a Marvel movie more than once, so mm-hmm. rather than going to the theaters twice, I go to the theaters once. I get premiere access because I can watch it as much as I want. Yeah, that is nice on Disney Plus because then I don't have to like, did I remember this correctly? Did I really like it? You know, do I need to go back and watch an action scene? Premiere access lets you pause, rewind. Um, rewatch it, you know, because we do show notes, right? We talk about these movies, and that'll be a great thing to actually have on hand for the first yeah. time ever. For a yeah, I didn't movie. even think about that. I mean, uh, I mean, Endgame was a big enough scale of a movie where I would have, uh, of course, enjoyed to go back into a theater to see it multiple times. But yeah, if we saw Endgame on like a Thursday night, uh, hell, and I was just sitting at home on the weekend, it's just like, wait, I could just watch it right now again for mm-hmm. 30 bucks on my tv 30, screen 30 bucks unlimited versus 30 bucks one time fee yeah i mean <laughs> I, I believe that they've said that hbo max has said that they are ending their kind of experiment of uh movies premiere movies at home on hbo max uh this year 
and next year everything will kind of be going back to normal. So who yeah. knows really if Premier Access is going to stick around right. at Disney, uh, you know, day and date of stuff. Uh, so this might be this might be like a one time thing uh, that you will yeah. get to experience this. But uh, it seems like now that they've said it, J- uh, Black Widow is not moving. Yeah. Like if there's another surge of the coronavirus, right, and everybody needs a brand new vaccine that hasn't been invented yet. Oh uh, God, I hope that does not happen. Yeah. But it seems like we'll be able to watch and, it on Disney Plus. And again, that's America. Every other country's fine. Uh, Thankfully, so they're gonna get well, that. They're gonna get not that Brazil. I've seen some really bad headlines well, about Brazil. Fine. Brazil, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if they're the like you know China and, and Japan and, and and Australia. Like I think I think those markets are really primed to get this. Uh, you know, they're gonna go on July 9th and they're gonna they're gonna go for it. So I, I'm excited for this. I think July 9th we've mm-hmm. got it now, and uh, we have thankfully built a page where you guys can find all these updated release dates mm-hmm. on superherosite.com. So up at the top, upcoming movies and TV shows. I updated the minute we got the news so you could have it. So if you're wondering where all these release dates are and where everything now sits, it's there. Mm. And I update all the new changes in red because I know if Mike's looking at it, he's going to want to know what changed. Yeah, He, he needs to, to find out because he doesn't listen to this show, and I'm going to tell him <laughs> that every time we talk about it. Uh, I don't have to listen to it. I experience yeah, it. Yeah, experience it. The other thing is uh, with that move, that puts Shang-Chi – back to september 3rd now this is in theaters no premiere access announced with shang chi and the legend of the ten rings um eternals did not move spider-man did not move so this means we're gonna have a hell of a loaded back half of the year of movies mike uh for, for marvel <laughs> and right now you know, we'll talk about here the uh, in the next bit but you know we're, we're getting shows every week so you know we're gonna have a little bit of a downfall for or a little bit of a lull through may uh, april and may but you know that's fine. We're gonna have a lot of movies to watch. Is the in- uh, is the Eternals still hitting in what? Yes, November. November? Yeah, yeah. They didn't okay, move it. man. Whew. This is gonna be a fun end of the year, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it, we're gonna it's gonna go real quick. So it's like what um, July, August, September. Yeah, like every two months we're gonna get one, and then Spider Man's in December. So like, um, it's gonna be fantastic. I'm gonna love it, Mike. I'm just gonna love it. Now this is where Movie Pass needs to come back, or like a theater <laughs> with a subscription service. I'm like, I'm gonna be going every month to watch these things. Uh, as soon as they do so there's that lastly i, just, I mean i just want to add this note here luca the the pixar film um, mm-hmm. is going to disney plus on june 18th no premiere access for free this is the third pixar film that has gone straight to streaming um with no premiere yeah. access which means it's probably doing great numbers for their subscriber rate on disney plus yeah i think it's going i think it goes to show you number one soul must have done really really well at adding subscribers to the streaming service yeah. uh because that was a great movie i liked it uh and it seemed to really move the needle over there to say oh the next pixar movie let's do that again and number two uh we talked about this a few weeks ago how the streaming services are now kind of battling over kids content because mm-hmm. you know if you can get your kids addicted to the streaming network uh, you won't cancel your streaming stuff because kids rewatch stuff watch the same stuff all the time they don't need a faucet hose of new content and, all the time because they'll just re- and they, keep rewatching the same movie and they've got muscle memory <laughs> they know how to get to that same app and watch that same goddamn thing over and over again yes so exactly when, so when that's canceled you know, you you have to find that. That's not our battle for you to go through. Yeah. So I, I saw that there was this one narrative forming around a little bit where some people were just like, oh, Disney's not giving its due credit to uh, Pixar films. They think they're not good enough to be in theaters. It's like, no, no. they think they're so good that they're driving numbers uh, to Disney Plus. So uh, this is a that's a pretty cool sign it, that uh, we won't have to worry about uh, dropping a ticket and, price to see Luca. Exactly. And and I think it also there's, there's two there's two narratives I'm thinking here, Mike. One is you know people watching luca have one or more kids right 
That's uh-huh. that's a horrible nightmare experience at the theater. They probably weren't <laughs> getting the numbers that they wanted on those animated shows for families. So like this is a better investment for us uh, overall. But two, all these changes means Disney has no faith in the summer movie market. Um, uh-huh. uh, I, I, I'm stealing that line directly from Dan Merle, um, who who does movie stuff. Like literally. Uh-huh. They are putting their first theater and premiere access in July and everything else after that. Like, September is the first, like, uh-huh. hard theater thing. So they have no faith in the summer movie market coming back and, and selling tickets. So they, they're adjusting based on their numbers, and, and I think we can tell that right here. So uh-huh. um, good for them. Lastly, we're going to end our show here on the Falcon and Winter Soldier discussion, episode two. Man, I totally forgot about this until I looked down underneath our Luca show. I was like, oh, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was this week, wasn't it? I got to watch it last night. It was the last thing I did last night. That's how busy I've been. Normally, (laughs) that's the first thing I do on Friday. It was the last thing I did on a Saturday. I mean, the thing is, when you're really, really busy, you don't have to worry about coming across spoilers because you're too busy to look at social media. Well, the the problem is I'm doing this damn show and these show notes. I always always try to do them early, so I, I keep them in my phone when they pop up so I can just copy few minutes here and make sure i have everything uh but you know episode two dropped this week and um you know i just want to say episode one was the business the disney plus's biggest premiere on their service last week even going up against justice league wow. uh, i don't think it's getting the social traction um that other that justice league is getting but i also think the fan base is less toxic here unless you know <laughs> because i mean not not to not to go back to this but literally release the snyder or restore the snyderverse fans are review bombing godzilla versus kong right now why? 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 I don't make know. Any sense? It's literally not a con- not a competitive thing. Like it's 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 on the same streaming service. That's it. Like they they planned this years ago or months ago. Like this isn't. A, a, I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, which which fan base is more toxic? Justice League Snyder or Rick and Morty? God, I, I, Rick and Morty. At least you know they have to take years between theirs for a break. But anyway, so we had the episode two of the Falcon and Social Mike. How do you feel after the second one? Compared to the first. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm starting to warm up a little bit more. You know, uh, 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 Sam and uh, Bucky finally are sharing screen time together, so we're getting a lot of that uh, banter back and forth of uh, them hating each other. But, I don't know, every once in a while, the writing seems a little odd to mm. me. I don't. I can't really quite put my finger on it just yet. Uh, everything just kind of seems a, a little off. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not having a good time necessarily, but I feel like I haven't quite settled into the show yet. Now, I know we talked about that a little bit with WandaVision, how they were just kind of getting there, though. They're kind of getting to their reveal. They're kind of doing this kind of shtick and kind of building this kind of mystery. We don't really have any mystery necessarily in this show. Like, I thought it was going to be a bigger deal of like, oh, what's giving this one person that we've caught on a camera phone this superpower? And then in the second episode they say oh just the serum Mm -hmm. it's back now there could be more of a backstory to it for sure that they'll reveal and stuff like that so I'm, I'm enjoying some of the action set pieces. Uh, now, Wyatt Russell, I, I think he's playing a good uh, U.S. agent. You know, I like the character. Mm-hmm. I like how the episode started out with him, and we got to kind of see his backstory a little bit. Yeah. And he's not just a straight-up antagonist. You know, he's he, you know he's trying to be a good person, but, you know, he's working for the government and everything. So he kind of has that uh, bit of um, kind of stank on him, if you will. Yeah. But he, they explicitly say he's not, super powered at all but he seems to be able to throw the shield like a very uh super powered person oh, so so let me say i guarantee you he's super powered and i guarantee you his little buddy battle is also super powered okay and now, that's gonna now be it, a reveal later 
Okay, now if they do that, that that's great because right now I'm just kind of I'm a little annoyed because like I'm rewatching uh, the Winter Soldier right now. Like mm-hmm. uh, we we put it on in the in the background uh, when we're like uh, working out and stuff. And it, man, I tell you what, Marvel movies are if you if you can't quite figure out what exactly you want to listen to during a workout and you have the ability to watch something while you're while you're lifting or working out, watch a Marvel movie because everybody in these films are so jacked. It just <laughs> gets you so motivated to lift more and lift faster. Because like watching like Steve Rogers in that movie, you're like, okay, I can add an f- extra five pounds to this bar. I can I can do it. Uh, um, but besides the fact, so we're, we're rewatching Winter Soldier right now, and the shield stuff that Cap does in that movie is so fun. When he lands on the ship at the beginning of the movie and he's taken covertly out all those people, bouncing yeah. a shield off the shit sides of the ship. When he's escaping the Triskelion and he, he murders that Quinjet, man, with that shield so artfully. It's so great. He's not even really using his super strength necessarily to punch the propellers. He's just throwing the shield with this artfulness and this speed that you believe truly only a super soldier can do it so when they show u.s agent do it in this show i'm just like how so i i guess if you do reveal that he has some sort of serum in him that explains the shield but at the same time wouldn't cap uh, or wouldn't uh wouldn't bucky or sam go like Wow, you're really good at throwing that shield. We didn't expect a normal human being to be able to do that. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking I, too far into it, but that's like one of my favorite action set pieces that 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 Steve Rogers can do is the shield juggle and throw. And I'm just like, how can a human? Do- I don't understand yeah. how a human can do this. Well, I, I think. Well, I think it goes into the reveal later that they actually the government has been making super soldiers for just yeah, as that, long. That could be possible. Because but you think he would be tried? He would be saying like, "Oh, I wish I could throw this shield better," or like, "Oh, I missed on purpose to it, prove to you that I'm not a super soldier." Well, it could be. I mean, he is. You know, again, it's vibranium. I think there's there's also a little bit of wiggle room. Like, what does vibranium do, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. It, maybe. It's, there's a little bit of wiggle room, but I think that the reveal, like, why I think this is, they go to Isaiah Bradley, who's actually. Um, in the comic books, the a, a, a um, the African American super soldier they made, but then hid from like the world, like they didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. about him. And his son Eli Bradley, who's uh, the the I think is um, the Patriot, who's a young Avenger, who's also superpower mm-hmm. later on. But like showing that the you know, government has been like what was it Vietnam War where he fought Bucky and ripped his arm off? He said, "Oh, like, I thought it might have been the Korean or Korean War, War Korean War." Yeah. yeah, and then like ripped his arm off. Like he is strong enough to fight Bucky right off mm-hmm. and live. But also, like, you know, that shows the government did not stop with the super soldier serum. And they had some work. Um, you know, if we refer back to the Incredible Hulk, you know, that that's a little bit of a where they were trying to mess with it as well. Mm-hmm. But they also mentioned the the Carly Morgenthau, which is actually a female version of Carl Morgenthau, who was the Flag Smasher character in the comic books, mm-hmm. which is this group, talks about the power broker. And the power broker's people show up in what look like government vehicles when they're chasing the airplane. Mm-hmm. So I think the power broker is somebody in the government, not Zemo, um, who was also revealed at the end of this episode, finally, in a very dramatic <laughs> AF scene. Yeah, it was weird that they tried to kind of like end the show on a cliffhanger showing Zemo, but Sam literally says, okay, let's go see Zemo. So it's just like, it, I feel like it would have been a little bit more dramatic if you just showed his face and not literally just uh, said his name. Yeah. Uh, but either way, so I feel like I'm starting to warm up to the show a little bit, but I'm still just kind of like, okay, come on. If there's only six episodes, we only got four left. Like, let's get, you know, let's get this going. You know, where's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I've heard there is um, some, some, this executive heard, I don't know details. Someone who could take on Thor in episode four shows up. 
Oh wow! So I, I think mean, that's, I think they're saving beefy. some of. The, I I think they're saving some of this super soldier fight stuff for for later on. Like maybe yeah, maybe someone takes too much of the 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 drug. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little confused exactly what the Flag Smashers are doing. So I know yeah. that they want to return the world to the blip because I guess there is more to go around, you know, since they, I guess they liked what Thanos did exactly. But they seem to be moving boxes of vaccine around. Is that just a, a fake label and this is a superhero soldier serum that they're stealing? Because I'm like, what is the vaccine for? I don't understand. Are they... Uh, they haven't really said what yeah. they're doing with it, and well, but not they, in like a, a mysterious way. Well, are they also a splinter cell of the other flag smashers? Because someone's coming to kill her too. I, I yeah, don't, I don't. Yes. It, maybe maybe it's not a vaccine. Maybe it's super soldier serum labeled yes, as a vaccine. Possibly. So I think what I'm trying to get at here is I'm not necessarily mad at what's happening in the show. But they seem to be feeding us the information in like an unhelpful way, right? Oh. I don't seem to be getting it in intriguing, like, oh, what's going to happen next? Like, I'm being like piecemeal fed like different parts of a sandwich. Like, okay, well, here's the cheese. Here's a little bit, bit of meat. Uh, maybe I'll give you some bread the next episode. It's just like, well, I'm, I like what the sandwich is going to be eventually. But like, maybe give it to me in a more logical order. Give me a piece of bread first. So when you give me the mayo, I have a place yeah. to put it. Like, uh, what am I going to do with this mayo now? So... Yeah. I don't know. I, I hope it. I hope it finds it, it, its footing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say slightly disappointed, but uh, nothing's made me super mad yet. I'm not. I haven't really rolled my eyes anywhere yet, which yeah. is usually a bad sign. As soon as I start to roll my eyes at something that I'm watching, is when like things start well, to go downhill. So yeah. luckily, we haven't reached that threshold yet. I think I was just hoping for a little bit more at this point in time. But I'll be here for episode three. We'll let's see what happens. Well, I think I think I'm actually happier with this one than the first one because. You know, we haven't really talked about it as much, is the Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier's interactions overall. Oh, yeah, like, that's definitely once, makes things Once they're on the screen, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, these guys are acting the hell out of it, right? They're having mm. fun. They have the, they finally have the the couples therapy scene where they like get way too close with each other in the seat there. I'm like, this is what these two dudes would do 100% and, and, and hate mm. each other's guts. Um, so I think that was fun. And then also they really, they spun me on the head there. I thought they were going to go down like this politically charged path when the police officers were like talking to them in the streets kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they had a chance to do so, but they did so in a, in like a, a reverse way where they ended up arresting the old white man instead of, <laughs> instead of the, uh, the, the, the other person. So I don't know. It's, it's really, uh, I, I am enjoying it more than the first one because I think that those, their interaction really sells it to me, um, mm-hmm. right now, but also, you know, we got six episodes. We only got four left, which is sad. If these were like maybe 30 minute ones, I could probably see it going a little better. But um, I'm really excited to see how this kind of wraps up and where they set these two characters off into the, the MCU at large. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll beat up, uh, uh, you know, uh, Russell Wyatt or Wyatt Russell and, and steal his shield later, like we talked about. We'll see. Maybe. We're not even entirely sure if that is his shield. I mean, we, we have no confirmation of if they mm-hmm. took that from the Smithsonian, what exactly I, happened. The, the, with the, vi- the way it's operating and the vibranium and the hits, I think it is a real one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right, Mike, that's the show for this week. We got it. We're wrapping it up. We're getting out of here. Uh, people want to know what you're up to. Where can they find you at? Well, if they want to find me, I'm at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, uh, or Twitter, uh, Valdan, V-A-L-D-N. I'm sorry, I got this mixed up. Uh, Valdan87 on Instagram. So, yeah, you can find me there. Uh, people know more about the show, our reviews, everything else. Where can they find that at? 
oh, it's so easy. All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. Head on over there to find our awesome upcoming release calendar that Chris diligently updates and keeps up to date. And it's just a nice little simple uh, text-based list. You don't have to worry about any dumb pop-ups. We're not trying to grab your email address. Uh, there's no annoying ads that want you to no like buy Viagra or anything. <laughs> yes, very exactly. lightweight. Yes, that's what we want because it's mainly a tool for us. So we want to give you the tool as well. So head on over to SuperheroSlate.com to check that out. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out if you want us to talk about anything specific on the show. Are you watching Invincible? That just dropped. It's really, really fun. I think you should go watch it. Are you excited for the uh, for the Godzilla vs. King Kong? Uh, spoiler cast that we're going to be doing next week. Yes, yes, uh, I am. I think we've both agreed that uh, it's going to be a tie, and they're going to end up fighting Mecha Godzilla. So stay tuned next week, where we're going to be talking about Mecha Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> I I can almost guarantee it. Uh, so uh, if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy. Make sure you're getting vaccinated and stay safe until you get that second vaccine. I know that they got that Johnson and Johnson vaccine, but I think it does a little less, a little less good. So still, every uh, regardless, keep get wearing you your can. mask until keep wearing your mask until everything's safe and back to normal. And uh, uh, we love you. And come back next week, everybody. Yep, we'll see you next week. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Gonna get warm down here in the Chattahoochee. <laughs> I hear it gets hotter than Hoochie Coochie. Oh my gosh.